Welcome to the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast, the source for the latest ingredients, formulation, supply chain, and regulatory issues affecting healthy food and beverage product innovation. Today's host is Judy Bizazaro, Editor-in-Chief. I'm Judy, and welcome to another edition of the Food and Beverage Insider podcast. I'm here with Michael Benson. He is the Food and Beverage Industry Director at Infor. Michael is an expert in refining food safety processes and protocols and is going to share his insights on how ingredient suppliers can leverage technology to improve food safety standards, especially during this time of COVID-19. Michael, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you, too. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to talk about how to use technology in the best way and how it can improve food safety. Perfect. Well, let's set the stage for this conversation. Can you give our listeners a brief overview of your company, as well as your background in the food and beverage industry, which I know I think spans about 22 years, something to that effect? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Infor is a global leader in business cloud software, and uh, we have industry-specific solutions, uh, for example, for food and beverage. And uh, we have complete industry suites, um, and uh, we're focusing on user experience, leverage uh, data science, and also integrate to other existing systems. Uh, worldwide, we're close to 70,000 uh, organizations that use um, the info platform and um, and for their digital transformation um, I have I'm currently the industry and solution strategy director for Inforce food and beverage sector here in North America and I have 20 plus years of experience uh, of business and technology consulting with a special focus on food and beverage uh, industry. And uh, my job really is to see how Infor can bring thought leadership uh, to food and beverage and how technology can address challenges and, and provide uh, business benefits for Infor's customers. Great. What a great background and and such an important topic. So let's dive right into the importance of food safety, which is such a critical topic, uh, especially to health conscious consumers, as well as food and beverage manufacturers making those products. Um, You know, it's even more important today, especially for brands that are making clean label products. And those are products, you know, produced with natural ingredients. They're minimally processed and they really appeal to those consumers who look for products that align with their eco-consciousness and sustainability ethics. So, you know, there are mounting pressures of this COVID pandemic, including uh, limited resources, uh, you know, sometimes unsafe working conditions and a soaring demand at consumer stores that are really straining these food safety protocols. Can you give us some recent examples of supply chain disruptions that have resulted in in perhaps some recalls or foodborne illnesses or or even, you know, bigger headaches for some of these CPG brands? Uh, sure. There are actually two recent ones. Um, very recent. I, I don't know if they, the, the root cause was really the, the pandemic, uh, but regardless, there was one in August, uh, an outbreak of salmonella and linked to red, white, yellow, and sweet onions. And um, 
salsa uh, products were uh, recalled in 43 states. Uh, FDA, they warned about red and yellow onions sold by Progressive Produce, and they distributed to Trader Joe's and, and Ralph's grocery stores, uh, mostly on the West Coast. Um, and there were hundreds, I think 600 plus cases of salmonella poisoning. Um, and the onions were connected to Thompson's International, which supplies the onions to progressive produce. So what you see here is really it's through the supply chain. It's many parties involved when something like that happened. So so that was one recent case now in August. And then there was also another one, uh, and that was JBS Food Canada. And they recalled close to 40,000 pounds of boneless beef head meat. Um, and, and the reason here was that the meat wasn't presented for import reinspection into the United States. So the US Department of Agriculture, uh, the Food Safety and Inspection Service, they discovered this uh, in a routine, routine surveillance that the product hadn't bypassed the import reinspection. So that's two very recent cases. Okay, thank you. Um, great examples. You know, we never want to see a recall, but um, you know, now more than ever, brands they have to work even harder to restore and improve consumer faith. So, can you explain how technology can help suppliers meet the growing consumer desire for transparency, especially in an end-to-end supply chain, and improve consumer trust? I mean, these are these are huge issues, and um, you know, obviously, we didn't have this type of technology, you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, first, if the, it's important to have a foundation, uh, having a technology platform that really can support a digital transformation because that is required for a transparent end-to-end supply chain. And um, I, I like to promote the agility and cloud technology provides that. So that's an important component because it's about keeping up with the pace of the industry trends, evolving regulations and protocols. Uh, and, and more specifically, technology can help with managing demand, scheduling, production planning, inventory, and, and also in all that considering production capacity constraints. Um, so, so that's as a foundation. Now to answer your question about transparency and how, how that plays a role in building the consumer trust, there are two components in that. One is what to be transparent with. And I, I like to talk about the story. So like, are there any sustainability efforts, traceability, farming practices, uh, organic, all of that. That's that's a story, what to be transparent with. And then two, how is that communicated? And I really like the example of putting a QR code, can be done in different ways, but a Q, putting a QR code on, on the consumer package. And then the, the consumer can scan that QR code and a, a web page is, is open. And, and, uh, and then they can see information, uh, for example, uh, traceability, what farm or lot did, did uh, the, the product come from, uh, any, any other information, sustainability efforts, ingredients, obviously, and things like that. Um, and in that case, the, the benefits uh, goes beyond just improving the consumer trust. That, by the way, leads to more revenue. I mean, the, the manufacturers, they can charge more, basically. But it's, there are also other benefits, and that is it's a way to connect with consumers, and, it's, and that is a great way to gather data that then can be analyzed and used. Um, and then, in addition, um, 
the use of technology can also help the, the manufacturers to maintain quality and compliance and also provide, provide the traceability. And the traceability can be proactive, um, meaning being in this case with the consumer transparency, or it's Sometimes it's, it's needed reactively. If there is a contamination issue, then that, that, uh, the traceability is extremely helpful in identifying the issue and then also understanding, quickly understanding what the impact is, what to, basically what's to pull and what, what is still good and can stay. Absolutely. In fact, um, I was listening to a, a discussion with one of the deputy FDA commissioners, Frank Giannis, and he was talking about, uh, you know, how traceability has changed over the past few years that it used to be, you know, it, it could take six weeks to find out where an ingredient came from. And now with, you know, technology, it can take two seconds to find out where that that ingredient came from. So this is a huge issue that will continue to grow. Um, another thing that I like that you pointed out um, was about the Q, the QR codes. We are in the midst of judging our next year awards for Supply Side West and a lot of the new entries for food and beverage products across all categories actually had the the QR codes where we could actually scan it, see where, you know, see what their mission story was, see what their brand story was, uh, had all the information, it had all of the ingredient uh, information as well. So we're seeing more investment, which I I totally agree with you that, you know, the more investment, the more um, consumer trust you have, the more these brands can charge for the products. Um, so we all know that ingredients come from all over the world. How can suppliers leverage technology to better collaborate with their trading partners and ensure consistent food safety procedures? Um, yeah, one, they can, or they, the suppliers and the trading partners, they can leverage the technology in the product, new product introductions uh, that, that can meet the, the consumer demand. Uh, they can use it for that. They can manage recipes and continue, continually optimizing the formula and the cost, uh, but still staying within spec. Um, also, um, with a fully transparent supply chain, uh, the communication will be faster uh, and the supply chain overall can be more agile. Uh, producers and suppliers, they can share information and plan together. Uh, also, artificial intelligence and machine learning can be applied to identify inefficiencies and also potential sources of contamination. And um, in that, Internet of Things, or also known as IoT, can be leveraged to collect the data. And sometimes that can be simple data, like the temperature or the humidity level. Uh, but if, if this is used and analyzed, collected and analyzed, then, then the result can be a longer shelf life uh, and also at the same time increase the food safety. Um, uh, another way to also both increase the food safety and, and the shelf life is, is to collect data through the supply chain and, and do tests along the way and then use that data to um, provide a dynamic shelf life. So it's not always the same, it's based on the data throughout the supply chain uh, going outside of the manufacturer. So collecting and analyzing data is a big piece in this. Um, historically, though, we've seen there has been a resistance to share too much data throughout the supply chain, I mean, from, from all parties. But I think that is changes and, and everybody within the supply chain can win on this. Uh, so I think that's what we will see in the future. 
I agree. And, um, you know, we've actually seen more sharing of data at, um, you know, from companies at our Supply Side West shows, as well as our Natural Products Expos. Um, so looking into your crystal ball, we really don't know what the residual effects of COVID will have. Um, so what hurdles do food and beverage brands, as well as ingredient suppliers, face in terms of supply chain integrity in the coming year or even years? And then, you know, what is the rationale for taking that leap of faith and, and using this type of technology and, and making that investment in the product um, slash service to these companies? Yeah, so first, the supply chain, there is a struggle to keep up with the consumer demand always, and uh, more so now than ever with all the changes going on. Uh, so maintaining a supply chain integrity and following all the food safety protocols will continue to be a priority for any food and beverage company. Uh, I think adding to that is also, and, and perhaps growing, and especially in these, these times, is also identifying food fraud uh, throughout the supply chain. And that's very costly and resource intensive to do. However, if not done, the risks are very similar to, to a food contamination issue, uh, meaning that the company reputation is at, at stake, uh, different brands are at stake, and, and obviously also the consumer health uh, uh, can be at stake. So um, I think that is something that a challenge going forward and something that needs focus. Um, and the and the, and the fraud can be it can it's in different shapes. It can be substitution, dilution, falsification, deception in the product method or its origin, uh, or intentional mislabeling. So there are different ways that that can happen, and being on top of that uh, is extremely important. Um, and then also suppliers must ensure the consumer's health while also keeping up with the the pace of consumer demand, and especially now uh, during these times with a global health crisis. Absolutely, and I think that um, your point about adulteration and food fraud is is super important and probably worthy of another podcast. But for right now, um, you know, I want to thank you for your time today, and I, I think that's a wrap for us on this particular topic. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, nothing more on my side, but thank you very much for inviting. It was a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. And for our listeners, we will catch you again on our next podcast airing soon.